This week, we enter our final quarter of Finding Borders, Season 3. We are currently talking about travel. Or at least, that's in half true. I have gone ahead and bought a flight ticket to go to South Africa at the end of this year. But I have told Brendan today, we will be talking about some extravagant travel plans for you, the listener and or viewer. So if you want to see the look on his face when he realizes that I've pulled a fast one on him, stay tuned for that. So without any further ado, my name is Llewellyn Fisser and I will, as always, be your co-host. This is Finding Borders. Roll intro. quite interesting how Qatar Airways was the best flight company in the last year. I forget whether it was 2021 or 2022, but they were voted number one of 10, which on, on that same list, you had Singapore Airlines, like I just mentioned, and you also had New Zealand Airways, not, not Qantas, not the Australian one, surprisingly. I remember flying to South Africa five years ago with Qatar Airways, and I tell you what, they they were actually a really surprisingly good company. Like back then, tickets were only $1,800, which isn't much of a difference now. But yeah, you go, you stop over in Doha, the massive airport they have there. It's got this gigantic random teddy bear for no reason. They've got a train or a tram that runs back forth and back and forth down the airport at the terminal like it's a world-class place like you go there you see all these sheiks walking around with their white robes and some of them have gold ornaments on them and they've all got their sandals and their airpods like it's such an affluent country and i just went through on the airport like it was it was insane the expositions that they had there all on the way to south africa it was it was quite a trip i must admit yeah, man, you can really take a look at these flourishing countries and what they're doing right in terms of travel. I think when we talk about travel, often we talk a lot about aviation and flying, but I think one of the most efficient ways of travel is by far if a country has a good railway system, which in my personal opinion, and as well as statistics show, I think Japan is one of the most, if not the most efficient railway system in the world. Um, I think they're so efficient, you literally get a delay warning Um if a train is going to be five minutes late, they hand you out a little paper that says, sorry for the delay. And if, and if you compare that to many third world countries, including South Africa, I think if not, we don't have a very advanced railway system at all. And we have the Gaud train, but that's predominantly in Gauteng. And you have these luxury travel line trains. I think also you can add on this topic if you like, but I definitely think not as efficient. Um, and if you look at, for example, a country like India, how predominant it is to their economy and the, tra- the railway system, because I think it hosts almost 15 million people a day. So I definitely think railway is, is, is such a big and important, it's of paramount importance for a country to develop. I don't know how, can you like maybe talk about more of the uh, railway system? I know Australia has some 
personal things you'd like to add on the topic? Have you ever taken much train in your life? Hopped on a few trains that run from my town, Albury, to Melbourne. It's about a three-hour trip. Of course, it's not something you can buy every day of the week. But considering the the cost of traveling there by car, like it, it does actually save you a lot of, let's say, money instead of time. We're going, you know, we're going quantity over quality here. Um, I have also seen the bullet trains in Japan, how, how fast they can go. And I've also seen how train conductors would personally apologize to each passenger if the train is delayed by so much as a minute. And I've also noticed in South Africa, they have what is called the blue train, which is like a luxurious train ride. It, it goes from uh, Gauteng or in Johannesburg, Pretoria region, all the way to Kimberley, and then from Kimberley all the way down to Cape Town. On a different note, I've read that a few months ago, the one of the blue trains actually derailed in South Africa. But there is definitely a bit of a safety hazard. Just by the way, Brendan, I've sent you a screenshot real quick. Can you can you open that for me, please? Can you can you see that? Go to Cape Town, dude. That's cool. I've finally, I've booked some tickets, man. It's happening. I'm coming to South Africa. The That's end awesome, man. When are you coming? Can't November. see a date on here. I'll be down in November. November, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely make a plan to come down during November. Hey, I, I, I imagine you'll be on your uni holidays, so you damn straight will have a bit of time. So, no, man, I think it's just been longer oh yeah absolutely man we can actually do like a in-person finding borders episode <laughs> i think we are due for a nice little in-person interview just to send send the season off man definitely that sounds awesome man but yeah it's excited i'm excited taking jess with me my girlfriend and i'm gonna go see family and see everything that Cape has to offer. And I'm so excited. I'm, I'm shaking. Some nights I can't sleep. Like it is very, very good times. These are. Oh man, I'm really, really looking forward to that, man. So that's, that's the gist. I, I, there was, there's no, there's no travel topic today. I just wanted to, I just wanted to put that out there and see the look on your smug face when I <laughs> announced that this is happening. So yeah, thank you for those who are watching and those who are listening. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, man. <laughs> it's awesome. Now, admittedly, Brendan wasn't the only one I had a surprise for. I've actually got a surprise for you listening or watching this as well. Just to say thank you for putting up with us for three seasons and for sticking around for the revamp of this season and all the topics Brendan and I have been coming up with either on the fly or plan ahead as far as one can. So I give to you a small snapshot of our former co-host Lee. Sit back and enjoy. We miss you Lee. It is me, Laham. I have an idea. It is for a tomato farm. And it's the name of the tomato farm is based on the 
famous World War II battleship called the Yamato. And I was thinking it'd be brilliant to have a tomato farm called Yamato's Tomatoes with a nuclear blend or fertilizer that is guaranteed to step our tomatoes aside from the competition. Something nuclear. And it's got like a little Japanese guy on the fucking logo and he's, he's bald from the radiation poisoning pulling out his hair. Like a chemo patient but with adequate supply of tomatoes.